0: Welcome everybody to the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke. It's Friday. It's the 15th of July. We're going to do stage 13. Um, problem I had with yesterday's show, at least for me personally, right? What was? I did two shows at the same time. I'm in two stages and then I really, there's a lot of things later on. I was thinking about, I just really missed. So I'll just keep trying to do one show, one stage. And I think we got a good one today. So we're going to just, I mean, the stage was interesting. Uh, we talked a little bit about the beginning, a little in the near the end, some stuff at the at the finish. And then we're going to do a little thing on Lance Armstrong. He took on Chris Froome. And so I'm going to play some clips from his show. <clears throat> and I think, uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 258. We're just cruising along here. Let's go right to the where are we go in there there we go there's the stage profile Bug was on to San Antian and San has been in the featured in the tour a bunch over the years Um, we had a cat three, downhill and then boom, hitting a cat three right away, a little bit of a kind of a downhill, some lumpy, a cat two, a sprint spot, a kind of a pop-up in the middle there, a cat three and some little bit of climbing stuff to the finish, which is all going to play effect. Um, there was a little bit of wind involved as as well. There's fatigue. We just came off of three big days in the Alps. Then you've got tomorrow going up to Monday, uh, which I'm really looking forward to because once again, it's going to be a barn burner. It's always hot. It's kind of nasty. It's a place Chris Froome got urine thrown on him a few years ago, uh, which is an interesting thing then to see the kind of the change in the tour, uh, at least embracing him. It seems like the French fans were much more appreciative of him yesterday. And and by the way, he looked about as skinny as I've seen him look since his crash in the Dauphiné a few years ago. But... He got urine thrown on i think at the start of that johnny moscon was punching someone at the start of the race so he gets ejected kind of all that thing that sky just wasn't wasn't the team to love and then yesterday you had the any else the sky derivative um they win and then today you get some sky sky action in the break as well. So this was, a uh, what, 192 kilometers, 192.6 fairly hot day. We start out in down here in Borgozon and we head east, I'm sorry, west, geez, northwest. I, that's funny. I heard, uh, okay. The you people you have, you have multiple options for watching the tour. Okay. Uh, for me personally, I've got, I subscribe to the Peacock app. Okay. So on there you've got two options. Okay. You've got the USA version, which is Bob and Phil, which is kind of like, no offense to uh, trying to get political here, but it's literally uh, Joe Biden talking here because uh, Phil is has lost his mind and he's, whatever. Uh, but then the other option you have is um, the kind of the, the British version, which is a- Anthony um, McCrossin and uh, Stephen Roach, no, I'm sorry, Steve, Nicholas Roach, Stephen Roach's son. Um, <clears throat> they're a little bit better and you don't get commercials. So. Folks, You don't have to get commercials. You don't have to get senile Bob or, or Phil and crazy Bob in there. Um, but you can always switch back if you want to have all the, the commentary for like the end, Chris uh, Chris Horner and Edel. Okay. Um, although I heard this morning, um, Roach, he's talking about this and the wind coming up and, and, and he's talking about the direction. And most people go, you know, east, west, north, south, whatever. And he's like, and then they're going and then they go left. And <laughs> you know, I was like, oh no, it's that's uh that's a boy that doesn't know his his east and west which I, I get confused there sometimes too. Okay. So uh they were mostly going west, a little northwest, or as uh, Roach would say, up and to the left. Okay. <clears throat> that was most of the day there. but uh, and, and they did have some some wind issues. Uh let's show you that on the on the calendar. Or no the, there you go. That's that's the profile. Um so we're gonna jump right to the G C N version or or uh, GCN thing that we've shown here every day, which is their YouTube video chaotic day of fast race pacing. So evidently they finished, <clears throat> I think it was like a half an hour early on the day. And I've I rewatched some of this. They were showing uh, some clips uh, yesterday. Well, this was today. So they start out with a kind of like a preview of what's to come. Dude's going high side here. Can you see that? His back wheel is off the ground, uh, and it almost reminded me. They kept talking about how the 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 road was surface was super hot, and it reminded me of uh, Yoshiva Beloki and Lance Armstrong. I'm trying to remember where they were coming into, but it was one of those super hot places. And, and Beloki um, high sides it goes down, has a wreck, blows out his hip. And he was never the same kind of like the Chris Froome thing there. Um, anyway, so uh, bike exchange at some point was chasing. Okay, do a little recap of yesterday. Tom Pidcock, by the way, his descending was was uh, quite something to behold. That's one of the things I really didn't get into yesterday was him doing the descending. Uh, Froome coming across to the break, but we'll talk a little bit about Froome in there. Um, Tom Pidcock with the win, as we know. So going into the day, we had Vingegaard in the lead. 2.22 over Pogacar and G. Thomas. Bardet, Yates, Quintana, Godot, Pidcock coming up in the top 10 there. Enric Moss, and Vlasov. Uh, once again, another great day of riding by Sepp Kuss in the break. Once again, I just believe, and and people can say what they want about this, Pogachar had not recovered fully, or you would have seen him hitting the pedal and holding off or continuing on. He's done that multiple times, and he could not do that. He he let off, and he kept having Thomas catch back on, Enric Moss, Sepp Kuss. And Vinigo did the perfect thing, which was sit there. That's what. That's the kind of thing that uh, Pogachar should have been doing the day before, not following Roglic as an example, sitting back and not burning himself out to the way he was. And so Vinigo uh, actually did the correct things. Okay, so we got the stage going here. <clears throat> We've already talked about the route. And early on, they've, they're they trying to establish a break. And you get these three guys going up in, in, uh, the road, which is uh, Filippo Gana... Uh, Stefan Kung and USA's Matteo Jorgensen now Jorgensen and and movie star haven't got a win any else finally got their win did groupon get their win yet I'm not sure <clears throat> but movie star they they're, they're trying to do it and this this little uh this climb here at 162 kilometers to go Blew the pack open to begin with, and then they kind of ended up regrouping. But these three guys got a nice little gap off, and there were other people trying to hold on to this, and they couldn't do it. And I was really impressed with Jorgensen, Jorgensen uh, holding on to these two superpowers. Now this group ends up expanding. You get a few more, and we'll talk about that in a second. And it's an imp- once again just like yesterday's break, where you can talk about impressive people. Kung uh, just finished what top top uh, three or four there in the Dauphiné he's won time trials over and over um, flippo has won stages in the Giro he's, uh, won time trials endless. He's world champion, Mattel Jorgensen, not much yet. Uh, but then behind you, and even, they talked to Thomas Squeens of Trek and he's like, our, our goal, we got to get in the break. We're going to try to get two guys in the break and they, they missed Trek, missed this break. But then you had this group trying to get up the road here. Uh, it's a decent group. And by the way, this reminded me of Phil cause he kept calling, uh, Owen duel um, an American. So he's not um of, of yeah so this another next group tries to form here um Sagan is having trouble on the back he eventually catches up here um alpha uh, vinyl uh alpha alperson phoenix or whatever they are now they, they were chasing they had missed the break uh but let's see if we could get to it mads Pedersen keeps trying to go up the road keeps trying to go up the road and then you can see just behind here because they're missing it the, the group was kind of split out they were kind of stretched And Mads had been on the front, and all of a sudden, Quinn Simmons is up there, and he's kind of taking a dig, and he keeps looking back. He's looking back, and Mads is on his wheel, and he's starting to stand up and sprint. And he's looking, and all of a sudden, you can see the connection between these two of, like, oh, we're going to go. And Quinn Simmons hit the gas. You can start to see the separation here. Uh, Hugo Hule and... um, What's his Fred Wright were able to connect? Uh, took them a while, uh, but they finally connected to these two, and then you had these four coming up. So now you got three three in the front, they start the break, you get these four in the back, and they're gonna end the break, if you know what I mean. If you have a little portent of things to come, but it was highly crucial of what happened here because then these guys did you know the smart writing, they didn't they, they were going up the road, these three being Ineos as um, Ghana Jorgensen and Stefan Kung they didn't keep pushing on they let these other three guy four guys come in and now you've got Mads Petterson who's super strong Quinn Simmons who's willing to just throw it down for his team at least to get him up there uh Fred Wright who just barely missed out in the stage the other day so he's hungry and then Hugo Hule which uh, Israel you know they've only get, they've got one win but you know they're always looking for something and you can see it here at the end when we finally come in and I'll and I'll talk a little bit about the 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 Hule and the Fred Wright um, and what they end up doing. So, uh, the group comes up, they, they mash it together about one forty one to go. And from then it's, it's on, they get a two minute or so break. Um, Lotto decides that they're going to start chasing because evidently Caleb is feeling good, but they come around this corner. We'll just pause it. Right down there, Caleb goes down hard. I, I, I mean, it looks like maybe he just crosses his own team's wheels. Um, if you look to the left here, boom, <laughs> Ryder goes directly off the course. So maybe there was something in there, but um, the point is, the team didn't really wait. Um, Caleb went down. It looks like it hurt his knee, and then he starts to chase back on, and he doesn't make it. So Lotto's done chasing. So oppositeson is up there doing some work uh, then they kind of shut it down up this climb and that's when up on the front Quinn Simmons does some heroic work for these guys to stretch the, the the lead back out he just really pegs it on the climb he sits on the front uh, the team the, everyone's rotating through though but um, he was doing a great job so they get the break back out to three something um jacobson's having trouble quinn simmons ends up getting popped out of the group once again you know they asked him um at the finish there was a little interview with him hey you know did you did was that the plan just to kind of get mads up there and then sit up he's like it was involuntary and they're like well how hard was it and he looks at himself and he goes this is puke on on my i I puked myself going so hard um the american i don't even think you know if they they could get the win today. I don't even think he can enjoy the champagne. Uh, so now there's this six left up there. Um, you got the three that started it the next three, that four that came through w- minus Quinn Simmons, but the gap is coming down a little bit because bike exchange decides that they're going to start riding for it. I think that last cat three, they were concerned about getting over. So they had waited and they had grown wagon and then they're on the front. And, but I think at that point it's too much. And this is actually the moment. I think it came through on their headphone headset. Michael Matthews is sitting on the front. He kind of shakes his head with his teammate there. They both pull off and the break is going to be uh, done for the day. I mean, the break is going to be on for the day. The, the, the pack is, is no longer going to have it now. What do you got here? You've got a climb coming into the finish. You've got one sprinter. That's a world champion. Okay. He could win Mads Pedersen. He could win field sprints. Okay. Not, not super top tier, but he's definitely in, you know, if you have a, a sprint, you can probably say, Hey, um, can I bet the house Mads Pedersen he's on a good day he's going to get a top 10 in a world-class field sprint probably yeah you could definitely get him at a time so is he going to beat these guys yes he's going to beat these guys then you've got a Stefan Kuhn who could time trial then you've got a Filippo uh, Ghana who can obviously time trial he's a world champion and then you've got kind of a climber in Matteo Jorgensen kind of a climber in Fred Wright <clears throat> and although I I <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember, oh, it was, it was the, uh, Lance's team there today. They were going, oh, we were, we we're doing some checking and Fred Wright had done track racing. So we were thinking maybe, I'm like, you guys got to stop this. <clears throat> he, he raced track it doesn't mean uh he's going it doesn't mean he's going to uh philippo ghana is a world champion on the track okay but um doesn't mean he's going to beat a sprint a Matteo i mean a, against mats so then you've got hugo who can actually go up hill well he's got a little bit of a pop to him um but you know it's all fatigue at 13 stages in so what's going to happen well you're going to expect a kung um enough or Felipe ghana to attack here and try to go in matter of fact that's what Matteo jorgensen is says at the end he's like i expected these two guys to you know making a move so i was pretty much sitting on them waiting that for that to happen when this is what happens mads Pedersen jumps out Felipe has got his hands in his pockets literally and he misses it but the people that don't miss it are fred wright and uh, well, these guys have to dig for it. So you know, everyone kind of has a chance here. Even Kung, I was actually most surprised by him because he was not able to 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 get himself up to there. It was a little bit of a climb. And then you've got Fred Wright and Hugo uh, end up drilling, a, and they end up uh, catching him. Uh, it takes them a while, but they still have a little bit of hilly stuff going. Where Kung. Ineos' is, uh, Filippo Gana and Matteo Jorgensen. Uh, and I think Matteo just made the mistake of expecting these two guys to kind of drag him into position and he would be fine. Matter of fact, he says later on, he's like, it was a waste of a day. Um, now, he got a good result because you can tell there's six here and the field's back there. These six are all going to stay away. But the three that go up the road, those are the three that started the days. Nope, that's not true. The Fred Wright and Hugo uh, did not start. They, they were with these guys. Actually, it was these three that are in the back here. Kung. Uh, Filippo Ghana and Mateo, they're the ones that started the break and then they, uh, they get spit out of it. So they were the slower of the, of the seven that were in there. Uh, point is Mads looked great coming up over these climbs. There was uh, a dig that Hugo tried to make right around in here, uh, with 3.9 maybe, or somewhere in there. But then these guys come into the finish. This is also what Mateo was saying. He's like, I don't understand why they rode with Matt, with Mads Pedersen. Does it make sense? They're going to basically lose. There's no chance that they're going to win, but there's fatigue. So you could end up saying you never know what's going to happen, but 200 and some to go Mads hits out and he ends up solo or, you know, making almost like a solo win because he had such a, a decent gap on the field. A uh, good day for Hugo. See, look, Hugo's happy. Uh, Fred Wright seems happy. Which they, I mean, I guess it's okay. But, um, and then Mateo uh, Jorgensen ends up uh, second on the on the sprint from behind. Um, Kung got him. So, Stefan Kung, Jorgensen, Ghana. Wout finishes off just slaying more points as it, you would. And, yeah, there you go. So, uh, it's all the same for GC. Didn't really change much. Uh, but tomorrow, you got uh, Sanatian to Monday which is going to be a nasty little climb up to the finish. They call it a cat too, but it's kind of a straight shot too. It's not too much. Um, which may be different when you have switchbacks and stuff. It's just like a straight up a hill. Uh, so it's not as, as long, but, um, it's, it's a, it's a nasty one. You're going to see some changes. You're going to see some guys in the top in the GC having some trouble. Then you come over the top and you kind of have the drag like you did where, uh, court Magnus Magnus court won the other day on where it's a it's a airfield and they have it on a top of a hill. So I think they have it kind of slightly uphill. So these planes could take off quickly and there you go. That's, uh, that's what we have. So we will go to take a look. There was, uh, it's not much really to look at for um, the results-wise because it wasn't a day. <clears throat> Oops, that's preview. Let's go to the results. It wasn't really a day for anything other than uh, we'll take a look at the nations, about the Americans, how they did. Uh, SEPCUS just comes in with the field. Joe Dombrowski with the field palace with the field McNulty sits up a little bit at the end and Quinn Simmons puked on himself and came in a little bit later. Um, here we go. Uh, Any good ride transfer rumors for the next rest day? I saw EF is interested in CAV, but they also want care paths. Yeah. So interesting point there. I know a bunch of uh, locals might be super interested or excited about CAV going to EF. What's going to happen? What is, what does that happen? Does that mean EF then has to drop the Cannondale sponsor? They have to go with Specialized. And then next year when Cav retires or doesn't work out, they have to beg Cannondale to come back? I don't know. Uh, Carapaz, so Carapaz is interesting. I I do like him a lot. He didn't work out at all with Movistar, but then comes over to Ineos and that's been going well, but suddenly it's not going. I don't know what the deal is there. So he's gonna go somewhere else. Dude needs to pick a place and stay there. And I think you're going to end up, you know, I think riders thrive with, with some little bit more stability. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's got a little bit of a Landis in him. Landis? Landa. Mikel Mike Landa. Um, let's go back to this uh, results page here. Sorry. Uh, McNulty, Quinn Simmons. Okay. Um, I, as far as doing all the teams, I guess we could go through it, but there's nothing really to, because I didn't really saw, there was nothing really to see. We'll just go down here. Uh, near the end for some people that that did miss out, um, six minutes. And then you get a few gaps of, uh, kind of the group pedal that came in here. Um, no one got time cut, but Barky and Lef- Victor Le for, um, the COVIDists quit, uh, I had COVID, That's what I've heard. So bummer for him. Okay. I've got a little treat here for you folks. Yesterday we'll, we'll play this. Um, I'm going to play this clip. From the, let's see, is this it? And So this is from the Lance Armstrong podcast. I thought you might enjoy kind of hearing what they're up to. So, hey everybody,
1: welcome back to the Move podcast brought to you each and every day this year by Ventum Bikes. We're going to break all this down in a second. Today's show also brought to you by Roca. Rob and his crew down in Austin, my hometown, just building great product. These are the best. The Move. Also today brought to you by Momentus. I, lo- I love this company. I love. I, I mean, I'm fully convinced. a lot of confidence and faith in Mads Spearson. Hmm. Today's show also brought to you by HVMN. Of course, we had Michael, the CEO, on the other day talking about all of the science behind ketones. We've proven. Look, a, I like I'm stuff that's proven. I'm a user. And speaking of your hairy face, uh-oh, uh-huh. If you haven't heard already, it is smooth sack summer. <laughs> Their hairy thing wasn't, and Jonathan. Not only? yet. Not yet. No. 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 No, we've got really good stuff, and it'll come uh, in a little bit. But we have really, really good news. Okay. Bikes for Kids, Uvalde, as of this morning. Hmm. Speaking of competitions, uh, preparing for competitions, I, I think we probably have an update on the feed.com vote. But I was like, Boulder. dude, Boulder. First appearance yeah. of uh, yeah. Boulder this, dude, this be tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Okay, maybe that was the wrong clip. Uh, all I did to go through the last show and I just did the intro of of, of kind of the product stuff he was doing. I, so that was a, almost a minute and a half of just the intro. So um, you're welcome for warning you. No, but I do want to play actually a uh, screen this one. This is a commentary from yesterday's stage and then um, I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. Chris came from behind with Pitcock and made an amazing move over the top of the Glibier bridge bridging up to those guys on the descent and then the climb out of the Telegraph. I mean, from what he's been through, I think it's awesome. He got third place in Alpe d'Huez, one of the most iconic Tour de France stages ever. It's
1: it's and I don't want to I don't want to um, rain on your party, um, but I, I, breakaways like moves like that it's good to it's good to you know ever be in a breakaway and have potential to win up to us. Days like that for a writer like Chris Froome that sends you to retirement. I, I promise. So explain that. Well, I, yes, know, please
0: explain that. You know, here's
1: a here's a man who's won four tours. This is he, he's not, uh, you know, in his mind he is a tour champion, right? He could still win a fifth tour. Um, it, it, that is, that person, and I've been that guy in the comeback years. That person is not a breakaway specialist. But let's just say you do get in the breakaway like he did today. I did the same thing in 2010, gotten a long breakaway in, in the Pyrenees into Poe and and couldn't. It wasn't even close to winning the stage. I knew, and I'm and I'm not. This is not a, a, a you know, a criticism of Chris Froome, or I'm just telling you the way it is, you get in that break, you realize I am a, and you know, I'm thinking I'm a seven time Tour de France winner. I am in a long breakaway that nobody gives a shit about. They are letting it go. And I can't even win today. I need to go home straight up. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Yo, that, that's, that, 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 that hang on a second. This is not, a, I'm not asking you if you agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what it felt like to be there. And I promise you, he thinks the same thing.
0: All right, I I, I completely disagree. I, and and by the way, you talked to Froome yesterday. One, that let's assume Froome is not doping like Lance. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit different situation. He was shattered. He was on the side of the road. His body was broken. Um, he he didn't quit. And, and actually, um, and says that there. He goes, well, wait, first time come back, you'd, you'd quit. Second time, you'd come back from parting with, um, uh, people. In Hollywood, so it's it's not really the same kind of comparison. Plus, so watching yesterday, Chris Froome takes off. Uh, he catches up with um, Tom Pidcock, and the, and by the way, when he first started, it's like forty k of just climbing out of the Glibier, getting up and over there. And they and and Froome was impressive. He pulls away from the field. He did a long solo. Then he catches up, and he keeps driving it. And remember, his wreck was on a downhill, and he's flying downhill there's got to be a little bit of trepidation there. Um, he was more than happy about yesterday. He's having about two years of trying to make it since 2019. Um, they're trying to make this comeback and that's a long process. So it's, I think it's a completely different atmosphere, completely different. He's not expecting to try to make some comeback and win the tour. He's just trying to, ride and and it was for me it was good to see him coming back here uh but i thought we would just take the opportunity to um make some fun of uh lance armstrong just for just for a little bit i mean that's nothing's wrong with that is it anyway um San Antien to mende tomorrow um what about this it's a city in eastern central france in the Massif central so we know about that it's pretty sticky roads they say a little lumpy uh you know ups and downs um population i don't care about the climate it's going to be hot sport um you think they'd mention here that it's uh there you go often host a city uh in the tour de france or it's often a host city in the tour de france uh let's look at this mende it's got nothing about it there nothing that's <laughs> all right but um i'm looking forward to it so predictions for tomorrow i think you're going to see with this um Good chance at a break actually and you've seen this quite a few times here, where the break does stay away. They get a big move up the road. It's it's a day that's you're kind of anticipating the end shot here. Uh probably something similar to what you saw with um Alp yesterday. What's Brian say here? <clears throat> How come bike exchange were the only ones losing traction on the descent? Yeah, that was that was odd. I don't know. And it seemed like a, I don't know if it was the same guy each time. Um yeah, I don't know. Are they using some special tires? I'm, I'm curious as to bad tire sponsor. There you go. Uh, maybe. Maybe they have those foam, completely foam, t- foam tires or something like that. Um, I'm curious to see what, what kind of results you're going to get tomorrow because at this stage, it starts to be difficult to predict who's going to win. As an example, you think uh, this morning, i watching there, and Tom Squeens is talking. He's a great guy to get in a break and maybe stay away on a climb like this. Uh, but he said, oh, I've been really sick. So, you know, you don't always know the health of everybody, so it's tough to predict. And then the fatigue that's going through. Um, so uh, is, is I don't know, uh, you're going to get Paulus up there again? I don't know. Maybe Balcomolamar. You haven't seen him do anything yet. Um, Mike Woods, it would be another good chance for him. I don't know. Maybe his hair is still too long for him to really be escaping. Maybe he's the reverse uh, Samson. He needs to have that haircut to give him some strength. I don't know. But... Um, uh, it'll be, then you're going to have a little bit of a GC battle. And here's what I predict. I don't think you're going to see any change between one and two. Uh, You're going to get a little, just the way this, this climb is, you may get a little gap to Thomas, but I think he will be able to stay there, but you're going to get one of the others. Uh, Bardet is going to have trouble. Or Enric Maas is gonna have trouble. Someone in that top four is gonna have trouble area there. Uh maybe, maybe um Thomas, but um because you always seem like you have it on this stage, which is they come in. Oh, they, they named it up the jalaber the Monte Jalaber. Remember um Jaliber? He used to be a sprinter and then he turned himself into a climber. That was that was some interesting stuff. Okay. Um good stage. And then we have 30 uh, 14. Uh, Saturday that's tomorrow up to Monday and then 15 is just kind of a I don't think a sprinter day kind of just a hilly classic style day and then a rest day and then got the Pyrenees maybe it won't be too hot for all that stuff so uh, it's hot out here for where we are today I hope you guys uh, I I've skipped riding today I'm gonna go out tomorrow so the weight's a problem but the, the motivation is getting a little better it's good you gotta get out with the boys Right? You gotta ride with the, your friends and stuff to, to make it worthwhile. All right, everybody. 258, Twin Wells Podcast. Hope your favorite rider wins. Who's that gonna be? Winner.